0: Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord, and welcome again to the Prayer, Praise, and Deliverance broadcast with yours truly, Elder Thurman Gorman, Jr. Amen. We're glad to be back in the service one more time. Amen. And as we always present our salutation, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice. And we will be glad in it. Amen. We're glad to be back in the studio this morning. Amen. Glad to be back. Amen. upon our feet, amen, I've been sick and I've been down for a little while, but the Lord is a healer. He is a deliverer, amen, and we are glad, amen, to be here, amen, glad to have our strength back and glad to be able to get back to doing the thing that I love to do, and that is to preach and to teach the Word of God. It is my lifeline, and I'm so glad to be here. So we're just glad to be here this morning, glad to be here in the studio, amen, and we're going to begin our broadcast with prayer. The Bible says men ought always to pray and not to faint, amen, so we're glad about that. We're glad to be able to, amen, go, go before the Lord, because we know that when we pray, things happen. Amen. So, amen. Bow your heads with us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be able to come here in the studio on this morning to have the prayer, praise, and deliverance broadcast. Amen. You've been so good to us, Lord God. And we are thanking you this morning, thanking you for the Holy Ghost that abides down in our souls. Thank you, Lord, for the water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for all that you have done. For, Lord, you have done great things, wherein our souls are, are glad. Now, Father, we know that we can do nothing without you, and we need you every step of the way. So we ask, God, that you would bless us. We ask that you would anoint us to do what you have called us to do. Lord, for you have called us to declare your word, Lord God, to open up the mysteries that have been hidden from ages to come. Oh, God, they've already been revealed, but so many, hey amen, have taken a different path from what you have spoken out of your word, and we want to be able to speak a word that will enlighten, that will inspire, that will provoke us, that will help us, Lord God, to, Lord God, stay connected to you. Bless and keep us and direct us in this service. Without you, we can do nothing, but with you, we can do all things. We ask these and all blessings in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and let everyone say in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're grateful to be back here this morning in, amen, the studio, and we're grateful, amen, for the presence of God being here. For the Bible said, whether two or three gathered together in my name, you said he would be there in the midst. Amen. We have a wonderful, amen, discussion that we'd like to have this morning, amen, teaching, amen, or however the Lord uses us to convey His word, amen, and we're going to talk. We had an interesting talk last night. I sat in on the uh, youth night at the church and we began to discuss, amen, the difference. Amen, the differences in what we are seeing now, amen, seemingly the inspiration, amen, for the church and for the things of God is starting to dwindle, amen. People are... Amen. Starting to go their own way and do their own thing. But these things, amen, as I stated to them, are happening because, amen, I believe, amen, and I'm persuaded by the word of God that, amen, that, amen, we have strayed from, amen, the gospel, amen, the gospel, preaching the gospel, amen, ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the lifeline of the church, amen. It is what we are amen, commanded to do by our Lord Jesus Christ, amen, for the Bible says, and this gospel shall be preached into all the world for witness, amen, and then shall the end come, amen, amen. I want to reference a place in scripture, amen, that, amen, I referenced on last week in the Bible teaching, amen, uh, last week, but I want to bring it up again because it's noteworthy, Amen, for us to, amen, look into this, amen, and see what God is saying to us, amen. And it is in, amen, the book of Romans, the first chapter. Turn with us. If you have your Bibles with us with you, amen, pull out your, amen, telephones, your Bibles, amen, and follow us in the Word of God. I believe the Lord has a word for us today, amen. As you can see, I'm not in no shape to sing today, amen, but we are going to... <laughs> We're going to do what we do, amen, amen. And even at this time, amen, my strength is kind of waning, so please pray for me, amen, that the Lord will, amen, strengthen me, amen, that I can do what he has called us to do. In, amen, the book of Romans, the first chapter, amen, the 16th verse, we're going to start there, and we begin to, amen, and we'll end up at the 18th verse. Amen, the word of the Lord reads, For I am not ashamed. Of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. 17th verse For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Eighteenth and last verse. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Amen. The apostle Paul, amen, says something that's tantamount to me. Amen. And I think it should be tantamount to us that the power of God lies in the gospel. Amen. Churches are dying off. Churches' doors are closing. Amen. And I believe, amen, it is because the gospel has ceased to be preached. And what is the gospel? The gospel is the good news. It's good news. Amen. Good news of the coming kingdom. Amen. That Jesus spoke about. He said, I go away to prepare a place for you that where I am there you may be also. Amen. That good news, amen, also is, amen, good news to those who are in sin. That need to be set free, that need to be delivered, amen, that are trying all they can do, amen, to do the best that they can do. And still are, amen, failing and falling flat on their face. The gospel is good news that Jesus Christ has forgiven our sins. He paid the penalty, not for sins that he committed, but for sins that we committed wrongs that we have done, the sin that we were born in, the sin that is operating in us, amen, when we were in sin, amen, he died for that sin, amen, and we are, amen, and amen, deliverance and reconciliation and redemption is made available to us if we believe on the finished work of Jesus Christ. The Bible said he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. That's found, amen, in the book of Hebrews. Amen. The Amen, 11th chapter, we'll go and we'll touch on that in a few minutes. But Paul says he's not ashamed of the gospel because Paul found in preaching the gospel that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. We could go back into history. I'm a amen. I'm a Bible historian. I love Bible history. And I think that Bible history has a lot of answers for the questions that we have today. Amen. The questions about salvations and the working of God. And amen. Because amen, the salvation and the redemptive act of God, amen, begun at the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. From that time, Jesus Christ, amen, amen, our Father, our Lord and Savior, amen, begin his redemptive and reconciliation work on down through the annals of time, through the Old Testament, amen, all the way down, amen, amen, to the appearing of Jesus Christ, on through to the, amen, the, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. It is the work of God's redemptive act. Amen. His love is shown in, amen, how long he suffered us. and Amen. The preparations that he made that we might be saved. There's a place in scripture that said it's his will that none should perish. It's not God's will that we perish, that we die in sin, that we, amen, miss the mark, that we, amen, don't have a relationship with him. But the gospel is the bridge that brings us together. Amen. The gospel message begins the healing process. When we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, I don't care how deep you are in sin. I don't care where you are. Amen. The gospel will reach down where you are and come and get you. Amen. And let you know that Jesus loves you. Amen. And that he loved you so much that he died for you. Amen, that he loved you so much that he's willing to pardon everything that you've done in your life and place it under his blood that was shed not only for your sins, but for the sins of the world. And I'm trying not to get excited because, you know, this happened in my life. Amen. I was sinking deep in sin. I was far from a peaceful shore. But when I heard the word of the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen, it gave me hope. Amen. Hope that, amen, I could make it. Hope that I could get back to God. That I didn't have to stay in the situation that I was in. That I didn't have to stay separated from God. I could get rid of the guilt. I could get rid of the shame. I didn't have to carry it, amen. There was a way out of my dilemma, amen. And when I believed, amen, and I responded, amen, Hallelujah to the word of God that was preached unto me amen, going down and being baptized in Jesus' name, amen, and tearing around the altar until God filled my soul with the Holy Ghost, amen, hallelujah, this is what the church needs today because people are sinking, people are dying, and we're sitting back as if we're in a movie watching it, amen, when we have the answer to the problems of this world and this society today. And it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I challenge you, amen, amen, to speak it, amen, to preach it, to talk of it, to place your confidence in it that it is the power of God unto salvation. Because it is, amen. The preaching of the cross amen, is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us it is the power of God. Amen. It is the righteousness of God. It is God's reconciling the world back to himself. He's been working all down through time to get us back to where, amen, amen, Adam and Eve were in the garden. They were in perfect communion and relationship with God. And God redeemed them. When they, and when that relationship was broken, amen, God didn't leave them. He made a plan for them. Amen. Because he knew that after that act, amen, every man, woman, boy, and girl that would be born into this world would be born in sin. And as I was taught when I was a young man, God has an impassionate attitude towards sin. Amen. He doesn't love it because he sees what it does to us. That's why he warned Adam the, for, from the very beginning. He said, don't eat it. Don't touch it. Amen. Because in the day that you touch it, that's the day you begin death. Death for everyone. Amen. And so it is today. Jesus knows the way out of your dilemma. He has it. Amen. And it's in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news. Amen. 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 How many people don't want to hear good news? Amen. I look at news a lot on TV. I look at it a lot. Amen. And amen. By the time you turn that channel, man, you almost have lost your mind. Amen. looking at all the travesties and the tragedies that are happening in our world today. Amen. But what appeals to me most is that we have the answer. Amen. And we know that everyone isn't going to believe. But everybody don't have to perish. Everybody don't have to die. And if you want this freedom, you can have it. Amen. If you want this deliverance, you can have it. You don't have, it's not exclusive. This is not a, church is not an exclusive club. Amen. That only, amen, those that dress right or those that talk right or those that have the educational amen level amen and those that have jobs and those that have the riches of this world can join it's for every man woman boy and girl it's for everyone amen the gospel is inclusive amen it's inclusive to all humanity if we believe amen and that's all that's required that we believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ, what he done. I had some interesting conversation this week because this has been a part of my ministry, amen. It's been what I've been meditating on and talking about, amen. And some of man's most complex situation has a simple answer, and it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're looking for educated men, and we're looking for complicated solutions, amen. But there is a simple solution. Amen. Repentance. Amen. Brings about reconciliation to God. And I hope I have somebody that is listening to me today that is looking, amen, on this broadcast. And you need Jesus Christ. Amen. This is what it's all about. This is what I'm here for. This is what I've been called to do. Amen. Is to preach this glorious gospel that Jesus is able to break the chains of whatever you are wrapped up in. And he can set your soul free. Amen. We are witnesses. Amen. Of the power of God. We are witnesses what God could do. Because every man was born in sin. Amen. And I don't know what side of the fence you came from. Amen. It's not my job and God sure enough ain't worried about it because he's already solved the issue if you are saved. Amen. If you are brought out, he's already delivered. He's already set you free, but you can be set free. You don't have to stay that way. I was so glad to hear that message when I was bound to drugs and alcohol. Amen. I was running the street and doing everything that I was big enough to do, indulging in everything that I could. Ah, but when I heard the word of God and when I began to grab hold to hope, hope that there was an answer to my situation, hope that I could come out of this pit that I had fallen into, that I had been trying to get out of for so long, hallelujah, all to no avail. I would climb and get almost all the way to the top and only to fall back down to the bottom. Amen. And that's figurative, amen. Because, amen. It's what most of us do before we find Jesus Christ. And as I say, there's no man that has encountered Jesus Christ in an intimate way that has ever left the presence of God the same. Hallelujah. The blind received their sight. The lame walked. <laughs> Those who never walked in all of their life, they don't know what it's what it was like to put weight on their legs, to begin to be mobile and to walk. Jesus said, pick up your bed and walk. Hallelujah. And that same one who had never walked in all of his life was able to pick up their bed and walk. It is the power of the gospel. And the gospel is in the story of Jesus Christ. He came to save sinners. He didn't come for the righteous. He didn't come for the (laughs) do-gooders, hallelujah, and those, amen, who are righteous in their own eyes, but he came for sinners, amen, who did Jesus sit with, who did he eat with, amen, he ate with his own disciples and sinners, those who needed Jesus, amen, they that are sick, amen, they need a physician, they need to be made whole, if you're in that condition today, you don't have to be ashamed because the answer's here. Amen. It's in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you can but believe on the word of God, if you can't but accept, Amen, the invitation that Jesus, Amen, has given to every man. He said, Amen. And he stood there with arms open wide and said, Come unto me, all oh, ye labor. And a heavy laden and I will give you rest. He didn't say come to church. <laughs> he said come to me. Amen. He didn't say come to a meeting. But he said come to me. Amen. The church is just a meeting place. And we are the church. Amen. The church is. The building is just a building. Until the church shows up. Holly in the church is you and I. So we bring church to the building. Amen. A lot of us are, Amen, all twisting up in our mind about what is church. Hallelujah. But the church is the mystical body of Christ, a body of believers, bloodwashed believers, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who are filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Who are led by the Spirit of God, who are endowed with the power of God, and who is endowed with the valid message. Because we are recipients of the grace of God. If you don't have it, you can't talk about it. If you ain't delivered, you can't Amen. Amen. preach freedom. But if God has set you free, if God has delivered your soul, if God has worked in your life, you have an obligation to tell somebody what Jesus could do. The Bible said we are his witnesses. We are his witnesses what we can do. That's why it's good to go back after you Get your feet stable and that you are, amen, mature in the faith to go back to those that you ran to because you are the greatest witness that they'll ever see. They saw you in your mess. They saw you in your distress. (laughs) They saw you when you were down, when they saw you when everybody gave up on you and said there was no hope, that he'll never be nothing. He will never turn out to be nothing. But Jesus got a hold of your life. Oh, my God, I'm so excited this morning. I don't know what to do. I don't even know how I'm sitting here today because one day that man, Jesus, set my soul free. Amen. It ain't a story, amen, that I got on somebody else, honey. I got my own story. I, hallelujah. Because you weren't there. You don't know when. You don't know where. You don't know where I've been. You don't know how deep I sunk. You don't know the depression, the oppression that I felt, amen, the guilt that gripped my soul. I, amen. But Jesus, amen, he set me free. <laughs> hallelujah. He placed all of my sins under the blood, never to be mentioned to me again. He erased handwritings of ordinances that were written against me. Amen. That were written down. Hallelujah. That kept me from the peace that I so desired. But I'm so glad that Jesus, he saved me. He delivered me. And I got some friends on Facebook, amen, that know me, that knew me when that knew me when I was in my mess. (laughs) Amen. And I make sure I'm I'm there to tell them, (laughs) amen, that Jesus is able. If you're still there, Jesus is able if you're still bound Jesus is able you can be set free you can be delivered don't you let the devil tell you it's over it's no hope for you there's no way that you can come out of your dilemma hallelujah I'm living witness that you can be set free and I've been clean and I've been set free for over 30 years now and I'm still excited about the gospel I'm I'm still excited about my deliverance I'm still excited about the miracle working power of Jesus Christ because there is power in the name of Jesus. We're going to go into the word because I can testify all day long. <laughs> Hallelujah. About what Jesus done for me and what he done in my life. We're going to go to the book of Romans, the fourth chapter, and we're going to be, uh, continue our discussion on, amen, the power of the gospel. Amen. Because, amen, simply put and as we'll read in our lesson today, the gospel began to be preached in Abraham. It just didn't start to be preached when, amen, all of the apostles preached the gospel, when Jesus preached the gospel. The gospel and its origin begin way back in Abraham. Amen. So we're going to go into the word of God. The Bible says, amen, if you have your Bibles, you can turn with us, amen, to, to the book of Romans the fourth chapter. The book of Romans, the fourth chapter, and we're going to start at the first verse. Amen. I think it will give us a whole story of what God wants to tell us. Amen. And what God is trying to convey in this teaching. Because if the gospel simply, amen, has been abandoned, we are, Amen. Non-active preachers and testifiers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're doing ourselves in this service. Amen. Amen. And we are, amen, happening or dampening, amen, the power of God that should be present to reach out to every man that we connect to on our jobs in our homes in our neighborhoods, store, wherever we are. Amen. It's our mission to go after the lost. Amen. The first verse we're going to begin our reading. What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, have found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. Amen. Here, amen. The apostle Paul is beginning with the, amen, the, amen gospel amen message of justification without works but faith in jesus christ there's nothing that you could do there's nothing that i could have done amen there's no work there's nothing there's not enough money in your pocket or in your bank account that you could have given that would have secured your eternal salvation because salvation is in jesus christ it's in what he done his sacrificial offering you were not worthy to sacrifice yourself. You are not worthy to give anything. Amen. It's the free gift. <laughs> I like that. The free gift. Amen. The gift without cost. All we have to do is believe. On the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's continue. I just wanted to give you some. Amen. Base information. to So that you'll understand. In which direction that we're going. For what saith the scripture. Abraham believed God. And it was counted. Unto him for righteousness. Let's go back. Abraham believed God. (laughs) And it was counted unto him for righteousness. Amen. Now to him that worketh is the reward reckoned of grace. Is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Amen. Because grace simply put, amen is God's unmerited favor. Amen. As it pertains to the salvation working of christ he amen he says unmerited undeserving you don't deserve it there's nothing that you could have done to get it it's his favor the bible said in his favor's life in his presence is fullness of joy amen and at his right hand are pledges forevermore but to him that worketh not but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly his faith is counted for righteousness even as David also described the right, the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. This is what David said, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. David says the man is blessed. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only. Now, when he speaks of circumcision, he's speaking of, amen, the Jewish, amen, nation, amen, the the 12 tribes of Israel, which, amen, Israel is Jacob, amen, the father of Israel. Matter of fact, his name was changed, amen, to, amen, Israel when he prevailed, amen, against the angel as he struggled to, Amen. Not let him go. Amen. And he was honored because of his determination and his faith. He would not let go. That's another message in itself. <laughs> Amen. But it, it didn't come upon the Jews only or upon the uncircumcised or upon the uncircumcision also. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it reckoned? the question is answered. When he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Paul replies and says, not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision, for he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of right of the righteousness of the faith which he had yet being uncircumcised. What Paul is saying, he received, amen, the seal of righteousness when he wasn't circumcised itself. And, and that proves that it wasn't for the circumcision only because Abraham was uncircumcised when God gave him the blessing. And I know this may be a little deep for those who, amen, don't know Old Testament, but I'll try to make it as plain as I can and to make it relevant to our topic today, which is concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because as I said before, amen, the gospel was not, amen, didn't begin, amen, to be preached in the New Testament. It was preached, it begun, and its foundation is found in Abraham, which is in the book of Genesis. As I stated before, God began his redemptive act, Amen, right after the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. Amen. He began to, amen, reconcile, amen, man back unto himself. He began to get at work, amen, because he loved us in his will that none of us should perish. So back to our, our scripture, with the 12th verse. And it says, and the father of circumcision, amen, I'm sorry, the 11th verse. And he received the sign of circumcision a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had yet being uncircumcised that he might be the father of all them that believe though they be not circumcised that righteousness might be imputed unto them also amen it was in the plan of God amen amen that all men would be saved circumcised and uncircumcised amen which amen again amen i will and maybe touch on those if i have an opportunity at the end to kind of better break down what uncircumcised and circumcised mean amen went amen past amen just the natural circumcision of the over the removing of the foreskin of the flesh amen but it was an act of faith amen it was an act of obedience and that would justified amen we and i don't want to stop there for one minute amen amen a lot of what people are doing today are simply acknowledging amen God that there is a god and that their faith in God but Their faith doesn't have any works to follow it. This is what God is talking about. This is what is shown in the scripture. Abraham, amen, believed God. He believed God because he did certain things. He believed God because he responded to God. He believed God because he obeyed God. Amen. How are you going to believe in something that you won't obey? You won't respond to. You won't follow their leading. When, amen, God came to Abraham in the 12th chapter of Genesis, he told him, up from among your father's house and go into a land that I shall show you. Abraham had faith enough in God to follow him, not even knowing where he was going. Amen. He up, packed his bags and left everything that he knew, all of his familiar territory, to follow God when he didn't even know where he was going. Faith made him do that. So faith, amen, amen, it gives us, amen, the impetus to obey, amen, and to do the will of God. Amen. So, amen. Just because you say you believe God, you don't have no works to follow. Amen. That's shallow faith. That ain't faith at all. That's just acknowledging. Amen. That something spoke to you or that you you acknowledge the existence of God or that you acknowledge that you're a sinner. But it goes further than that. You've got to respond to God. You have to obey God. You have to follow his leading. Amen. In order to be justified by faith. Amen. Let's move on. Amen. In the 12th Amen. Verse it says, and the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only. Amen. He became the father of not only the circumcision, but of the uncircumcision. Let's hear what the word says, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. This happened when Abraham, a man, was a man on the scene. God made this promise to Abraham before the law even came out, because you got to remember the law came through Moses. Moses wasn't even born yet. Amen. Matter of fact, Jacob wasn't even born yet. Amen. He was yet in the loins of his father Abraham. Amen. So we see that the righteousness, God began to have a plan for all, humili- all humanity even before the righteousness of the law came forth through Moses. So, amen. It was not through the law, amen, that we are justified if we are justified through faith. And this is what Paul is teaching us today. Amen. So I said all of this to say that the gospel was preached then. And the power of the gospel, amen, was, amen, as it resonated then, It's reaching even unto this day because the Lord is speaking. The power of the gospel, amen, reunites us with God. It reconciles us to God. It makes us inheritors of the promise of God, amen. It changes us from being who we was to who we are now, amen. I'm going to be teaching, amen, another teaching. I will hopefully, amen, be able to tape that and share with you next week. And it's called making the transition, amen. What do we do once we receive Jesus Christ, amen? When we are baptized huh, and we receive the Holy Ghost, huh? amen? There's yet, amen, a transition that has to be made, amen? For the Bible says, amen, in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, amen? So what we see that the significance of the gospel is great, It allows us and it qualifies us, amen, to be able to make the transition. Because the Bible said, let us turn to that because, amen, I think it's so needful that we see, amen, it's in the gospel according to St. John and, amen, the 12th verse, amen, amen. It says that, but as many as received him, him meaning Jesus Christ, to them gave he Power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but that were born of god when we are born of god through the holy ghost god empowers us to become the sons of god there's a transition that has to be made there's work that has to be done but god just doesn't tell us to do it and don't empower us to do it when you receive the gift of the holy ghost you receive power And that power comes through, amen, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I thought that was important to note in our lesson. So, amen, saints, I want you to know, amen, that the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ is real. Amen. Paul acknowledged. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power. It is the power that transforms. It is the power that forgives. It is the power that reconciles. It is the power that gives you victory over sin. It is the power that will that is able to change your mind. The Bible says in Romans the twelfth chapter, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is the power that aids you in the renewing of your mind, because Paul picked it up and said, "For with my mind I myself serve the law of Christ." Amen. But with my flesh. The law of sin, it's all birthed in the mind, but your mind and your spirit has to be renewed. And this begins with the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the preaching of hope. The preaching of letting you know that Jesus loves you no matter where you are in life. And he has the power to redeem. Amen. He is the rightful redeemer. The kinship redeemer. Amen. The story that was told in Ruth was a gospel story. Amen. Hallelujah. And Boaz was the rightful heir. Amen. In whom Jesus Christ is the rightful heir to, amen, redeem every man, woman, boy, and girl. And as our beloved, amen, amen, establishmentarian taught us, through the veins of Jesus Christ runs the blood of every man, every woman, man, boy, and girl, white man, black man, Jew, Gentile. I don't care who you are, but through his veins, uh, flow deliverance for every man. Uh, amen, so we are Thanking God for the message of the gospel. And I want to encourage you, amen, to share the word because the gospel simply, you're not, you don't have to preach. Amen. And it's not all for preachers. It's all for, amen, for us to partake in telling the story and giving people hope. Hope that there is a way out of their dilemma. Hope that I can be redeemed. Hope that I can be saved. There are some people people in life that, amen, thinks it's over for them. There's no way that they can be saved. There's no way that they can be, I've done so much wrong that I don't know how God could ever forgive me. But when you tell them the gospel, you'll see their eyes lighten up amen, as if a man had seen the light at the end of the tunnel, and they see that, amen, God loves them. For even as John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he just didn't wait for us to get righteous. But the Bible said in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. So I want the church to know that the power of God, amen, is in the gospel message, amen. Paul teaches us that. we read it a couple of times a day, and I want to stand on that foundation. I believe our churches will transform if we just preach the gospel, (laughs) if we just tell others about Jesus, (laughs) amen. That's what they need to hear. I don't care how mean their faces look. I don't care how many tattoos they got. Amen. You know, we're intimidated by looks, you know. Amen. We look at our young folks. Some people need love. They need somebody to understand them. Amen. Many of them are in dilemmas that you will never, amen, be able to fathom in your mind. Amen. The side of town they came from and the situation that they were born into. They weren't asked to be in that situation, but they, man, because no one preached Jesus to them. No one took them to church. You know, that's what kept me from doing a whole lot of things when I was in the world was that, amen, my parents taught me about Jesus. They taught me about God's word. They taught me what God accepted, what he don't like. Uh, So before I was able to pull the trigger and take another man's life, um, I knew I had to stand before God uh, and answer. Amen. For that blood I shed it. uh, Amen. It helped me to make some decisions that were rough for me. uh, Amen. uh, And I'm so glad that they taught me about Jesus. uh, Amen. But I want to challenge you uh, to tell somebody about Jesus. I want to challenge you uh, to tell the good news to somebody who may be needing it, somebody who's standing on the corner, amen, that are looking for a meal, amen, but you can give them the best meal that they'll ever get, and that is the gospel, amen. You can help them financially, but give them a word, amen. Give them a word of the gospel. They haven't sunk so deep that God isn't able to save them, amen. Their situation isn't so dire that there's no answer to their situation, but just as it was for you, Amen. Just as you thought there was no way you would be able to change your life and come to Jesus. Amen. They still have the same opportunity today. Amen. Praise name. Amen. Elder Dunn. Amen. So good to see you with us. Amen. In our amen broadcast today. And I just want to be able, amen, to, amen, share the word of the gospel. Amen. There was a song that said that if you have to reach way down, Jesus could pick you up. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I was down in the muck and the mirey clay. Amen. I was far from the peaceful shore. But the master reached down and he, amen, heard my despairing cry. Amen. He heard me when I cried out saying, Jesus, save me. Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost. I think sometimes we forget about those days. I think we forget about the times when we weren't saved. Amen. The time when we needed somebody to help us. The time when we needed somebody to deliver a word to us. Amen. I think sometimes we really forget, amen, the The power that was available, amen, when we couldn't stop smoking, when we couldn't stop drinking, when we couldn't stop fornicating, when we couldn't stop committing adultery, when we couldn't stop clubbing, when we couldn't stop doing the things of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. How Jesus, amen, gave us, amen, salvation. He empowered us, (laughs) amen, to make the choice that I'll take Jesus for mine. Amen. I don't care what the world is doing, but I take Jesus for mine because you know what? He never failed me and he never will. Amen. I've been saved now for over 30 years. He hasn't failed me and I don't believe he ever will. I don't believe he ever fail me. Amen. And I believe that God is going to, amen, redeem my soul when it's all over, when it's all over, and when the books are open. I believe my name is written in the book because I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Don't you know if your name is not written? Amen. You cannot. Amen. Be. Amen. Hallelujah. In the the heavenly chorus, You cannot attend the marriage supper of the Lamb. And as I was driving along yesterday, an interesting, amen, parable was brought back to my remembrance. See, you know, when the Holy Ghost, amen, when you have the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, amen, the Holy Ghost will bring back to remembrance the things that Jesus said. And Jesus spoke a parable about a young man that had attended the, amen, the marriage supper of the Lamb, but he didn't have a wedding garment on. Amen. What a travesty. Amen, to get all the way to the marriage supper of the Lamb, to be in the room, to be in the right place, but didn't have the wedding garment on. Amen. My brothers and my sisters, you have an opportunity now to make sure that you've got your wedding garment on, that you're ready to meet the Lord in the air. Amen, that you're ready to grasp hold of the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Amen, true, it's a hopeless world. It's a hopeless situation that we're looking at. Amen. But when you have Jesus, you can look beyond the break and see that Jesus Christ is still on the throne. He is the boss and he's still in charge. I don't care how, amen, hard it may be. Amen. All things are possible when we place them in the master's hand. So I'm glad today, amen, to be able to share this word of hope with you amen, to begin to, amen, start the healing process in somebody's life, amen, to point somebody in the right direction, amen, because you know what, amen, I was in that way one time, I was lost, I didn't know which way to go, situations were so bad for me, I didn't know what to do, had all the information, but didn't know how to do it, and you know sometimes, amen, the Bible says that we're unskillful in the word, we won't know how, we'll know the word, we'll quote the word, we'll quote scripture, Amen. But it's not real to us because we're not living it. Amen. We're not taking it off the page and living it in our very lives. Amen. I have a scripture also that I wanted to share with you to kind of give you some foundation. And amen. The Lord brought it back to my mind and I want to. Amen. Bring that back to you. Amen. I'm going to begin reading in Romans, the fourth chapter. Amen. I want to begin reading from the 16th down to the last portion of our amen scriptures. Nine verses. But I believe, amen, the Lord's going to speak to us from it. Amen. He said, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end. The promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, be Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Amen. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations? According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Amen. I want to stop here at the 18th verse. Amen, because it, Amen, we want to look into it because there's a message behind it, amen, that's not being shown because we haven't read the upper verses. Amen, amen. Abraham, as we know, amen, had, amen, a child when he was, amen, 100 years old. Amen, 99 years old, and his wife was Sarah when they conceived their child. He was 100 years old when he was born. Amen, amen. But before then, amen, God began to deal with him about the promised seed when Abraham was 87 years old. Amen. Before, amen, even Ishmael was born, amen, God was dealing with him. He said, you're going to have a son. Amen. And Abraham said, I'm going to have a son, old as I am. I'm just paraphrasing it in my own words and my my wife, she's old too. How are we going to have a child? Amen. The God began to respond to him and tell him, is there anything too hard for God? Are you you saying to me, Abraham, that this is too hard for me to do? I am God. I can do anything I want. So God began this, amen, dialogue with Abraham a long time ago. Amen. And Abraham's eyesight, amen, he, he, and he was hoping against hope to have a son that late in his age, in his life. Amen. Abraham was 80-some years old. Amen. And Amen, and because of the faithlessness of Sarah, and his lack of faith in the God that he was serving, amen, amen. His wife Sarah, amen, gave unto him Hagar, his wife, her, her maid. And he, amen, impregnated her and had a son by her. And his name was Ishmael. That was his first son, amen, that he had. And Abraham thought that that was a promise, but God said, oh, no, <laughs> you're going to have a son by your wife Sarah. Amen. So he, amen, thought it strange. Amen. Hey, I got the child here. Amen. This is the child. Amen. Me and my wife got together. We agreed, but it was not an act of faith. Amen. Amen. He didn't hear. Amen. Sometimes we're in church. We're, we're there, but we don't hear what God's saying to us. But God told him, you're going to have a child by your wife's servant. Amen, and it took an angelic visit, amen, from, amen, the angels in the book of Genesis, amen, the 18th chapter, amen, the angels came down and told them, And and Sarah simply laughed, amen, about it because it was far-fetched, but that's what it means. Who against hope believed in hope, but after that, amen, that, that meeting with the angels, amen, he believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. So the Bible says after that, one year passed, amen, Isaac came on the scene. So that's is what that scripture is talking about, who against hope, believed in hope. And if you're in a hopeless situation today, you can believe against it, amen. You can hope against it. You can hope against a hopeless situation because we serve a God, uh, amen, a God of possibilities. There is nothing too hard for him. Amen. There's no situation that he can't solve. There's nothing that he can't do. And it says, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. Now did Abraham was 99 years old. Amen. When he was about 100 years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that What he had promised, he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but the message was really written to us, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed. If we believe on him, Jesus Christ, that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses, and was raised for our justification. My God, it was for us, amen. All of that was written for us so that when we get in that spot, amen, we'll know that God is the deliverer. There's nothing too hard for God, my brothers and my sisters, and I want to let you know, amen, that the gospel must be preached, amen, because the gospel is the power, amen. It's not in our money. It's not in our programs. Not in our degrees, it's not in the bars that we have on our robes, amen. It's not in that. It is in the power. I don't care how many, amen, social programs you have, how many things that you're doing, amen. The power of Christ, the power of the gospel will outdo it all, amen, because, amen, when the gospel began to be preached in the book of Acts, the history of the church, amen, they were saved five and three thousand at a time because, the gospel was preached. Amen. Be encouraged. Testify to somebody. Amen. Don't let a week go by that you don't testify to nobody about being saved, about who Jesus is. And it's simple Jesus saves. That's good news. And you have done your job. Amen. Somebody coming belly aching with you telling you about their problem, just tell them, how, you know what? I want to give you a bit of good advice. If you just place your trust in Jesus, he'll make it all right. You may be sick in your body, but if you call upon the name of the Lord, he'll heal you. Amen. The Bible said, I would above all that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God wants you healed. God wants you delivered. He didn't die for you to stay the way you are. He died for you that you might be saved. Amen. So I'm Amen. just coming to the end of our broadcast. We just want to, amen, take that time. And I'm so glad that I was able to share this teaching with you. Amen. It's a very important and a timely teaching. Amen. Because, amen, our churches are emptying out. And I believe it's because the gospel is not being preached in its fullness. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to do everything else but preach the gospel. We'll have programs after programs. We'll have offerings after offerings. We'll have anniversaries after anniversaries. Amen. But as we can see, amen, it's not adding. Amen. We are to work till Jesus comes. And to add, amen, he wants to do, amen, to the church. He wants to add sinners to the church. Amen. He wants to add folks who don't know nothing about God. That's the glory. We're folks. Don't know anything about God. They don't know anything about salvation. Amen. They don't know anything about the God that we serve. But when we take time with them and tell them about Jesus, He'll open their understanding and He'll give them a mind to repent. He'll give them a mind to turn to God and to do those things that are pleasing in the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope that something was said today that will help you to gain confidence. In the gospel of Jesus Christ. To tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. It shouldn't be no work to tell somebody about somebody you love. Amen. Strangers. Amen. Tell them about Jesus. Oh my God, that, bring me, that brings me back into remembrance of my mother. She could talk to anybody. She can meet you at the bus stop and just begin a conversation with you. And I know people don't talk that much now. You see them at the bus stop. Amen. You go to talk to them. Their face go up but I guarantee you, you might turn that frown into a smile if you tell them about Jesus, <laughs> because Jesus is good news, amen, and he is the power of God unto salvation. If by chance, amen, you are not saved, you have not repented of your sins, you have not been baptized into that glorious name, Lord Jesus Christ. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost, if you don't know Jesus in the party of your sin, I recommend to you a man named Jesus. Psalm says, I know a man from Galilee. If you're in sin, he will set you free. Oh, 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 he will set you free. He'll answer the sin questions in your life, he'll deliver you, he'll bring you out. He'll bring you out of darkness into this marvelous light. I present unto you Jesus Christ. Amen. Our Savior, our Redeemer. Amen. Our healer, our waymaker, our mind regulator, our heart fixer. The one who lifts us in our darkest hour. Amen. I recommend to you Jesus Christ. Amen. He's standing waiting for you to come to him. And you can do it now. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, except you repent, you will likewise perish. Amen. Find the house of God. If you don't have a church home, amen. I recommend and I, I present unto you the Refuge Temple Church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Where the gospel is being preached. and Where the word is going forth with power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. You can be saved. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to wonder. You can know that you are saved. You can know that you are delivered. You can know that I have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus can unravel the questions in your heart and mind. But I wanted to take that chance to give you an invitation. If you need prayer, man, you can call 240-719-2560. Call to the station. I'll pray with you. Amen. I'll labor with you a moment in prayer. Amen. Amen. Email us. Amen. Hallelujah. Your prayer requests. Amen. Thurman.gorman at Outlook.com. I'll pray for you. Amen. I'll labor with you in prayer. I'll come see about you. I'll talk with you. I'll bring the word of God. Amen. And I guarantee if you put your trust in Jesus, everything is going to be all right. God bless you, and until we meet again, amen, hallelujah, amen, God bless you, amen. This is the prayer, praise, and deliverance broadcast with yours truly, Elder Thurman Gorman Jr. God bless you, in the name of the Lord, it's our prayer, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.